Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Volume. Hoops Tonight is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. The football season is coming, and there's no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I just love using this app. It's super user-friendly and safe. They have such a deep repertoire of odds and markets for every sport, and they have same-game parlays. You guys remember the same-game parlays that Liv Moods and I were throwing out during the NBA playoffs for the volume. Those were a ton of fun. All around, it's by far the best sports gambling experience I've come into contact with. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JasonT so they know I sent you. Again, promo code JasonT so they know I sent you. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. one 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Who's Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. I hope all of you guys are having a good week so far. I wanted to take some time here to touch on the three rumors that came out 
on the NBA trade front in the last 24 hours. That involved LeBron James and the Lakers. We're going to talk a lot of Lakers here at the beginning, as well as something from Ian Bagley, who uh, specifically mentioned that Kevin Durant has a new preferred trade destination that I wanted to get into a little bit. But we're going to start with Chris Haynes and his article for Yahoo Sports, which touched on a meeting between LeBron James, Clutch Sports, and the Lakers front office. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of go through some quotes that I thought were interesting, and I'll give you guys my two cents on those quotes. So first, Haynes said, quote, James, sources said, drilled home the importance of consistent competitiveness and cohesion, noting that last season's team didn't give themselves a chance on many nights. Thought this was very interesting for a couple of different reasons. First of all, the Lakers had a boatload of issues. We've gone into detail on this before, but you don't get to miss the playoffs in a league that allows 20 of the 30 teams to make the playoffs when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your roster unless a whole lot of things go wrong. Now, I've said that the biggest thing is the Russ trade, not Russ, but the Russ trade and all of the ramifications that followed that, but there are a bunch of other issues. Frank Vogel had a bad season, coached away from the team's strengths. They obviously had a bunch of issues with injuries. There was kind of a bad mix and just with the players in the locker and they had kind of a weird energy. There were a bunch of reasons. I could go on and on and on. But again, it takes all of those things happening for the team to go to perform as poorly as they did in that season. But I did think this was interesting at a couple of different levels because it was a significant problem this year that the Lakers could not bring consistent effort. It honestly made my job very difficult because I'm here trying to talk about the basketball, right? Trying to talk about X's and O's, trying to talk about skill sets, trying to talk about strategy and what may or may not be working for the Lakers. But on most nights, they just weren't trying hard. And I don't give a damn how good your scheme is. I don't care how good your personnel is or bad your personnel is. If you go out there and you mail it in, you're going to get your butt kicked, especially in the NBA, especially with how talented the league is now. All you got to do is look at the guys who did not make my top 25 list and how good they are, and you'll see how insanely talented the league is now. You can't get away with not playing hard. So it's good that the Lakers and LeBron have identified that that was a major issue for them last year, and that needs to be a point of focus and priority as as they establish this coming season. However, look, LeBron James is my favorite player. You guys know that. But this is another opportunity uh, where we have to be honest about what happened. LeBron James did not bring consistent effort last year. It was it was a large. I thought it was one of the things that was the driving force behind that culture that existed in the locker room in 2020 and in 2021. LeBron James was their most consistent effort guy, at least among the stars. Obviously, you've got guys like Alex Crusoe who are working their butt off every every single night, Kyle Kuzma, so on and so forth, but. LeBron James set a great example with his night-to-night effort for two full seasons there. That was gone this year. And I don't know if it was overconfidence in the roster. I don't know if it was him counting on Russ to kind of bring that energy. I'm not sure what it was, but his effort wasn't good enough, particularly on the defensive end of the floor. I frequently have people tell me, LeBron's not a good defensive player anymore. Yes, he is. He's absolutely, he's a great defensive player. He just doesn't care a lot enough to do it anymore, at least not in this past season. And it was weird. You'd see him have a night, like there was a night without Anthony Davis, I believe it was in Indiana against the Pacers, where he decides he wants to play defense and he kind of plays backline, you know, quarterback for the entire game. 
and locks down and gets a bunch of key stops against Indiana and gets a win. And you're like, man, that dude is still so good defensively. And then he'd mail it in on the next night. That, that, that's just the reality of what happened that year. So I'm happy that LeBron has identified that problem. I'm glad the Lakers are aware of it and they want to deal with it. But there's blood on your hands too there, LeBron. You have an issue with trying hard night in, night out. Don't blame you. You've played more NBA basketball games, I'm pretty sure, than just about anybody in NBA history. So I get it. But let's call it what it is. You were part of the reason why you had bad effort issues. Another quote from Haynes in the piece. Um... The focus for the future Hall of Famer is competing every night in order to give themselves a chance to complete compete for a championship. Furthermore, the first-year head coach said one wrinkle he will implement and stick with is having the offense run through Anthony Davis. And James concurred, sources said. The team has been encouraged with Davis's off-season progression and believe he'll be in optimum shape to avoid serious injuries and carry a heavier load. Two interesting things there. First of all, the Anthony Davis coming into camp in shape thing. I get a lot of criticism from Lakers apologists who are hard on me for how hard I've been on Anthony Davis because they claim, hey, he just got hurt. I don't have to go into too much detail on this because all you have to do is watch our video. I think it was in the 20 to 16 video because he's in, I, th- I believe I had him 18 if I remember correctly. But I, be- I do believe that Anthony Davis has had some bad injury luck. I just also believe that he showed up into camp out of shape in 2021 and did it again this year. And so those things played a direct role in the in some of the injuries that he experienced. If your Achilles has a wear and tear tendinosis or whatever it was that he had, that might be associated to the fact that you stepped into an 82-game NBA season out of shape. Obviously, he has he always is getting like tailbone bruises and sprained wrists and things like that. That A lot of that has to do with the way that he flops all over the floor all the time falling down. There are things under Anthony Davis's control that led to some of his injuries. But then there are also some bad luck things. So I do believe that it's interesting that we now have more reporting that acknowledges that the Lakers are pleased that Anthony Davis appears to finally be having a good offseason and taking care of his body. Hopefully, like I said in the list, makes makes it so that he's poised to have a dominant season where he cracks back into the top 10 players in the league. That's good. The second thing in that quote that I thought was interesting is the idea of running the offense through Anthony Davis. Now, this has been a talking point on and off over the, the entire Anthony Davis Lakers era. You Lakers fans probably remember a season opening game in 2019, his first game as a Laker, where against the Los Angeles Clippers, they just threw the ball in the post to Anthony Davis almost every time down the floor to the point where it was kind of like bogging down their offense. And just this whole idea of like, who is the offense running through? To me, it's just not actually a real basketball thing. Like I always talk about how you have these roles that have to be filled on a basketball court and I actually think LeBron James and Anthony Davis complement each other so well that the offense is always running through both of them. You guys might have heard me talk about in the last episode, uh, the Jason Tatum or the the player rankings episode where we talked about Jason Tatum. I talked about the difference between being the spear or the tip of the spear. It's uh, a really, really simple way to break that down is a score, a person whose job it is to score, finish plays. And a facilitator, like a game manager, a a point forward, point guard, whatever you want to call it, the guy who is more in charge for more possessions but is less offensively aggressive as opposed to the guy that's kind of a gunner, okay? I think that both roles are very important on a basketball team. 
You know, you guys have heard me talk. I, I like to relate things back to my own personal experience when it comes to basketball. And I know it's not NBA experience, but there are some parallels. Like here when I'm running my men's league here in town, I'm a scorer. So I looked for a, a player that would complement me really well as a playmaker. And I found one who played in college, a good big guard who loves to get people in their spots and help facilitate and run an offense. We complement each other really well. The offense is running through both of us. It's not his team or my team. We fulfill completely different roles and we both do them together to help our team win. That's the way I look at the LeBron James and Anthony Davis partnership. Anthony Davis is not a great ball handler from the perimeter initiating offense. Anthony Davis is not a great passer. So asking him to run the team, not a good idea. LeBron James at this phase in year 20 is not the type of dominant scorer that Anthony Davis is in all likelihood. We'll see. LeBron, of course, averaged 30 last year because he's an alien. But the point is, is LeBron James is the handle of the spear and Anthony Davis is the tip of the spear. It's a mutual part. It's a mutually beneficial partnership. The, the, the semantics of who's running the team or what are we doing with our offense? To me, that doesn't really mean anything. Like to me, LeBron James should have the basketball in his hands and he should make a concerted effort to get Anthony Davis in spots where he can score the basketball easily. Uh, all of the other semantics surrounding that are meaningless to me. Uh, there was more Russ posturing in this article talking about how they want him to make more corner threes or to be able to make corner threes more effective as a corner three-point shooter. Uh, he literally made 45% of his corner threes last year. I, I don't know what to tell you. Now, he only made 23 over the whole season because he wasn't in that position often enough because he was on the ball so much. But I, that just to me is like not understanding the reality of how the, the Russ experiment works. Like he's not standing in the corner enough to get enough of those shots for him to be effective there. And the reality is, is this is all just posturing everything I've heard, including more reporting in recent days is the Lakers will never say so for the sake of trade uh, posturing, but they want Russ out of there. He's not going to be on the team next year. They need to, it's, it's almost funny to read things like that. Cause it just, it's just so obviously fake. And then the last quote from the, the Chris Haynes piece, as for roster tinkering, uh, quote, quote, as for roster tinkering, Palinka explained patience will be a key in any potential moves. The team makes sources said, in a collaborative effort, all, party, all parties appear to be aligned on a common vision of seeing how the roster plays out before any drastic moves are sought, end quote. Now, this is, I really hope that's just posturing. Because if you want to see what this roster can do before you make major moves, you're insane. My friend Joe Von Buha tweeted out like a potential closing lineup for the Lakers, and it was like Austin Reeves, Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano Anderson, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. I don't need to see any basketball to know that's not good enough. Neither does LeBron James. Neither should Rob Palinka. So I, I sure as hell hope that that's not, that wasn't a serious conversation that was taking place in that room. Because they need drastic moves. They need drastic moves now. Or this team is going to be a play-in team. I was looking at Vegas odds to win the Western Conference. Did you know that the Memphis Grizzlies are picked as the to pick to be the, are right now picked to be the seventh seed, the seventh seed? They're the or I should say the seventh most likely team to win the Western Conference. If Memphis is the seventh seed, and they are they are monumentally more talented than the Lakers right now, then guess what? You're a playing team if you're the Lakers. You need drastic moves. No, you don't need to see how this plays out. You need drastic moves. So. Um, 
The reason why I put Jovan Buha on here, he uh, there was a report from him that was floating around that was being misquoted uh, of him talking about how the Lakers are ready to give up the second uh, first round draft pick for Kyrie. He wanted me to clarify that, that that's not actually the case. Uh, what he what he said, which is being misquoted, is that as they get closer to training camp, they will feel more urgency to include that second first-round pick, meaning they are still actively trying to get this done with one first-round pick, but if push comes to shove, they will include that second-round pick. That should be encouraging for Lakers fans, and that should never have been a point of, uh, of contention within the Lakers front office at all. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And then lastly, Ian Bagley reported that KD prefers Boston, which I thought was really interesting because the initial report was that he preferred Phoenix or Miami, right? Phoenix is now off the table because of the DeAndre Ayton thing. Miami always, in my opinion, has been off the table because I just never thought they had the requisite assets. So to me, it always came down to Boston or Toronto, and Toronto wants to hold on to Scotty Barnes. So to me, Boston was obviously in first place based on the Jalen Brown, uh, the proposed Jalen Brown package. But I do think it's uh, uh, interesting that KD has now essentially leaked or somebody in KD's camp has made it clear that he prefers Boston. I don't blame it. That would be an awesome place for a hoop head. You've got a general manager who knows his shit and cares and cares about his players in Brad Stevens. You've got a coach in Ime Udoka who's one of my favorite young coaches in the league, a coach that KD has a relationship with from his time playing with the, the U.S. national team, and a great roster of players that gives him more than he needs to win an NBA championship and a bunch of guys that love the game of basketball where basketball will be first and drama will not be an issue. He's not going to have to worry about the kinds of things that he worried about with Kyrie there. 
The only thing that I thought was really strange in that uh, that report was like he wants to play with Marcus Smart. I don't know why that of all the players would be the guy that he'd be itching to play with. Apparently, Brooklyn wants Marcus Smart in that deal. I don't know how that would all shake out, but I hope that for KD, that wouldn't be a sticking point. I continue to think that Boston is an excellent destination for KD. I think it's a great package for uh, Brooklyn to get back in return. And I think just all in all, we're trending in that direction because I do not believe Toronto will put Scotty Barnes on the table. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.